You're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 160, side A. I'm ready. Uh, this is a Thanksgiving episode. A Thanksgiving episode. I'm thankful for this episode. I was trying to think of some sort of like side dish pun, like like a side A of mashed potatoes, but I couldn't figure it out. But I am yeah. thankful for you, bitches. Oh, hey, I'm thankful for me, bitches too. This is the Give Me Five podcast, the canned... a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. Like being thankful. Yes, a side a episode, which we've discussed a million times earlier. That means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, a bunch of random crap. And then, of course, we have a side B episode that shows up on Monday, and we're going to talk about a cheesy 80s movie. Yep. But anyway, my name is Robin Hoek, and I'm joined by Elkhorn the Downtrodden present oh. Oh. <laughs> and ransack the elder present <laughs> i'm here anyone, what? uh, what's yeah. up i anyone get that reference those references I did not that was from uh the robin hood episode of ren and yes, stimpy sir. yeah and the and uh ransack the elder actually used to be my my old uh uh no uh AOL name when I used to mess with people. Really? Back like when yeah, I was Ransack the Elder. That was my my uh troll name back before trolling was a thing. But anyway, this week speaking of trolls. The elder. <laughs> that's that was my gym <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is the Give Me Five podcast, and we are the canned cranberry sauce of podcasts. I, I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. There is an ongoing is, battle of. There is such a divide on cranberry sauce. I I don't know that we want to claim to be one or the other because it's it's like split or, right down the middle. I think. I uh, I believe canned is actually a little bit ahead. I think we're like at maybe two thirds, one third on the canned. I, I don't know. Like a former get former guest host for our Game of Thrones episodes, uh, Mert. Price, he actually started a thing online, and there's like family turmoil about this whole um, cranberry sauce situation. I think, all and also my wife cranberries. and I, I, I'm a fan of the homemade cranberry sauce. But well, I think we talked about this at one point on a previous episode, so go seek that out. But anyway, this week, speaking of uh, uh, dragons and stuff, we're going to talk about uh, Dragon's Dogma. We are because I didn't, which I have no idea what that is, but Rob watched it or read it or played it or did something with it oh i did something with uh, it. so we'll talk about that <laughs> we'll talk about the dark and the wicked yes also something that rob did no that wasn't rob no that was me oh jimmy did that and uh and then maybe if we have some time we're going to get very lighthearted and talk about the world uh, war ii various documentaries <laughs> about the various world war ii documentaries that jimmy and i have watched although i'm pretty sure we're figuring out that it might have been two different ones mm-hmm. so we're gonna do that and be thankful for um the brave soldiers of the military uh, for saving our asses uh, because it was not fun. Anyway, yeah, that's what we got. Uh, who's got spoilers this time? Uh, who's, whoever has me because I'm next week. 
No, wait. That means I do you do contact. The, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Hi, I'm Jimmy, and this is a review show, so there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists. But if you didn't know that the Germans <laughs> lost World War II, <laughs> then you might want to pause it, come back later. Take a history class. Take a history class. There's your spoiler yeah. one. Or watch a documentary. You're not, watch you're not yeah, Jimmy. You're Elkhorn um, the Downtrodden. Yes, I am. I'm downtrodden. Having to watch World War II documentaries. Oh, me. So, you know what? R- real quick, Honestly, guys. I put it on to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good we'll talk So, an in-depth you. review. Oh, yes. Of Jimmy sleeping. So, guys, I've... Uh, I did listen to last week's episode. All right. How'd we do? It, it was very, very uh, you guys did great. I mean, I was there the whole time. I just must've had my, my mic yep. muted since you guys seemed to, you know, I was wondering why you weren't paying attention to me. And then at the, you know, the very last five minutes of the episode, you're like, Oh, by the way, Greg's not yeah. here. Well, your mic wasn't actually muted. We were just ignoring you. And then Jimmy no, edited fine. you out of the whole episode. Just my heavy breathing. Yeah, it I was took, like uh, trying to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Why is nobody listening to me? I have things to say. Exactly. So, uh, news. Let's do some news here. What, what, what do you got, Jimmy? I see you have some news. I do have some news. Oh, oh, but real quick. Yeah, go for it. Ooh. I still do not have a PS5. Breaking news, Rob. <laughs> still does not have a PS5. And even though he's mean and unpleasant, I have actually continued looking for a PS5 on his behalf. I've, I've checked. Here. Yeah. Because I'm nice. Yeah. No, you've been looking forward to that for a really long time. And I am also keeping my ear um, out as well, open for you. But guys, dead man walking away. Again. Again. (laughs) After three decades, Mark Calloway, the wrestler known as The Undertaker, is finally walking away from sports entertainment, hanging up his weird MMA gloves that he started wearing for some reason. But it's truly the end of an era. The really the the last kind of, in my opinion, the last of the uh, the attitude era wrestlers is uh, finally walking away. And who can blame him? The guy's old. Well, and he, <laughs> I thought he you're already going a different retired direction there. once, right, or twice. He He's did. already retired a couple of times. Yeah, he did, but mm-hmm. he just couldn't quite walk away. If he comes back after this one, then it's just uh, sad. Then it's just sad because this time he took the knee for the final time. Did you guys see the video for this at all? Mm-mm. I yeah. did not. I, I saw still image. Was that it. with Paul Bearer? Yes. That hit me right in the balls. Watching Paul Bearer and Undertaker 
back in the day was just. I thought Paul Bearer died. He passed away. It was a hologram. He did. How did but he they, take a knee with Paul Bearer? He, oh man, they hologrammed it's it. So cool. He uh, he said uh, it's time to let the Undertaker rest in peace, and he did his like knee hand claw thing, eyes mm-hmm. rolled back into his head, and they projected Paul Bearer uh, right in front of him. And it was just so cool. Nice. You have to see it. Um, that's why it would be, I think, just, you know, one of the times he retired before he took off his little weird uh, MMA gloves and just put them down in the middle of the ring. Um, mm-hmm. But but this time it, it seemed pretty solid. Uh, I don't think we'll be seeing the Undertaker wrestle again, but uh, yeah, it was tough for Vince, man, tough for wrestling fans. If you watched it back in the day, the the only thing I wish is that there was able to be a full stadium to cheer him out. Oh, yeah, because he because he he does deserve that. Screw you, twenty twenty. Uh, and like, I really would like, like I, he's retired. I don't think I would like to see him as part of any more storylines anymore as a result of this. But if there was the ability to do something with him coming back at a WrestleMania and getting that Hall of Fame crowd cheer, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool way to go out. So, after a thirty-year career, Mark Calloway has retired. He is 55 years old. 50? Oh, I thought he was in his 60s. Yeah, so... Well, speaking of things that died and don't go away, uh, we've got uh, Robert Englund. As Greg, you, know, you know him as... Freddy! Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Or, more importantly, the one weird-looking alien guy from V that was like actually kind of a good guy. No? no? Freddy, mm-hmm. I guess. I uh, thought he died. Too. Robert England. He... No? No, it was, it was uh, Wes Craven. Oh, but... okay. Uh, anyway, he is going to be on Stranger Things Season 4. He's going to play, and I love all of these descriptions. All of the descriptions make me happy. Um, it's a, he's going to be uh, Victor Creel, a disturbed and intimidating man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric prison or hospital for a gruesome murder from the 1950s. Yes, please. On the new uh, Stranger Things. And also they have, uh, uh, let's see, they've casted another guy named Joseph Quinn, who I do not know, but he's going to play a character named Eddie Munson. Eddie is an audacious 80s metalhead who runs the Hellfire Club, Hawkins High official Dungeons and Dragons Club. Hated by those who don't understand him and beloved by those who do. Eddie will find himself at the terrifying episode of the epicenter of this season's mystery. That is the official write-up. Uh, it is leaning, looking like they're going to handle the satanic panic, which we've talked about at length several times on this several podcast times. for yeah for uh, Stranger Things season four. And I, I mean, I would be in any way, but just those two descriptions as well as the delving into satanic panic, I'm uh, I'm all on board with that. Did you see those stories, yes. Jimmy? I did. Very excited to see Robert England getting some tie-in with that, as he was such a huge part of uh, children's nightmares in the 80s. 
-hmm. and what a nightmare the country went through. I would love to see a Geraldo Rivera type punching bag in this. (laughs) Um, Maybe some, somebody that's dressed like him get hit by a car or something for causing so much distress across the nation. The villain is a giant talking mustache. (laughs) Fuck Geraldo. Yeah, they, uh, it's funny because even the article, the article I saw this on was uh, Nerdist.com, and they were talking about how like this oh this oversaturation of the satanic panic led to one of the most expensive trials of all time because it was complete garbage and bullshit, and these people like it had to be that expensive because these people had to like clear their names, um, and that was the the California I think that was the uh, the daycare one. Not to mention the the Memphis Five or Memphis Three or whatever they are. Yeah, but, there was uh, um, there was Canada, there the Memphis was, Bell, um, there was Stewart, Florida. We'll go with that. Stewart, Florida. <laughs> yeah, as well. Actually, I've been to Stewart, Florida. It literally is all Satanist. Yeah, actually, it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so that one in that case, it was right. That was fine. So that, that's my little bit of news. Uh, did you have anything else? I saw a few other things. I have another little story. Speaking of Satanists. No, I'm sorry. Speaking of heavy metal. <laughs> which they're all one very of the easy same, to mix right? those things up, by the way. So yeah, of course. Guys, one of my favorite bands, Municipal Waste, is back in the studio recording another album. Tony Forrester, if you were listening. I would love to talk to you, sir. Municipal Waste, Greg, you have heard of through uh, the book, uh, The History of Ivy Metal, that we read, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, yeah. They're towards the end. They talk about Municipal Waste a lot. Keeping Thrash Alive. These guys are uh, going into the studio to record their seventh full-length album with Arthur Risk. It is. Uh, they are recording in Philadelphia. Municipal Waste is from Richmond, Virginia. Tony Forrest, by way of Florida, actually. Um, Richmond, Virginia produced such acts as Gwalar and Lamb of God. And your band. My right? band, uh, we were actually from Chesapeake, Chesapeake, Virginia. Originators uh. of Swamp Metal. No, that's that's how we were described. But yeah, check it out. Municipal Waste, original Party Thrashers. They are a good time. Good wholesome music. Fantastic. So check them out. I'm excited. Excellent. Look at you all setting me up. You and your Swamp Metal reference. You lobbed it, now you just need to spike it down, Greg. Spike that shit, homie. There's There's so many directions. Because so many erections. So many erections. Uh, well, what, there's something else that has a lot of swamps, and that's Florida. Yes. It also has a lot of ass in the men that live near those swamps. Ass fire. And Swamp ass. Be, those would be Florida Swamp men. Asses. <laughs> Swampy Swamp. ass. Stinking Florida man. Smelly ass. I don't like things. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Florida. So anyway, welcome Do to it. Florida. We have got 
a man who I would consider being super damn metal. His name is Richard Wilbanks. A swamp creature came out of, well, a lake that no doubt Close was enough. attached to a swamp. Still got alligators And there. tried to... Sounds like Uncle Phil tried to eat Fresh Prince. And tried to eat his puppy. An alligator did. So this guy was walking a little King Charles Spaniel. Cute little white and brown puppy. And, this this and, Florida man was not about to have that. And and the alligator jumped out of the of a lake like a missile, and I saw the video. How old again? How old is he? Was yeah. this guy? Uh, as fuck. He's seventy five. Seventy five. Yes. Yeah. He was like, "Fuck this uh, that's shit." Fantastic. That's how Florida. He jumped in the lake, and he like grabbed this medium sized alligator. Basically, he had like this alligator under his arm as he pried the dude's the alligator's jaws open. And let the puppy go. Now this puppy, un, uh, that was just, it, the puppy, kind of a little, just ran off. Didn't even try to help. <laughs> Puppy's like, just, thanks, bitch. I just looked it up. If you type in Florida man wrestles, Florida man wrestles alligator is the first thing that comes up. And the first story is video shows man wrestling puppy from alligator's jaws without dropping his cigar. That is yes. some Florida had, man yep, shit c- right there. Sorry. He had, yeah, he had a cigar clenched in his, a stogie clenched Sorry, in his I'm teeth. Rounding up, 74. 74. 74. He had a, he had a, the stogie was clenched in his teeth. The puppy was clenched in the jaws of an alligator. He yanked that puppy free, and the puppy was, li- was like, nope, see ya. Left his owner in the water, ran off. Uh, the dog is okay. Yep. Had one one little puncture mark to his stomach. The guy's uh, hands got a little bit chewed up, and he did have to get a tetanus shot. Uh, now, the reason why we saw this was because they actually had a camera there. Uh, it wasn't some asshole that wasn't, like, helping and just decided to film. It was actually a wildlife camera to check out the, like, bobcats and stuff checking out that lake. So they just happened to get the footage from that. Uh, also, this guy, super metal, super badass, didn't want to punish the alligator for being hungry. He didn't even call... The Florida Wildlife Foundation didn't even tell them to get rid of the alligator. He said the alligator was doing what alligators do and let the alligator live. But that alligator knows not to fuck with Mr. Richard Wilbanks. He will not fuck with Mr. Richard Banks. You are yeah. damn right. Rick Banks. Now, now yeah. to be fair, to be fair, this was a very small alligator. I don't think that this alligator could have eaten the puppy. Can you not? I'm just saying. We're trying to share a positive Florida story here. Well, it it totally is. I mean, he had his hands in the alligator's mouth. I mean, that is totally... It was a a medium... I mean, it wasn't that gigunda alligator that they saw walking on the golf course the other day, but it was was a decent-sized alligator. I see it. Okay. You're a dumb alligator. Yeah. You know what he did with that alligator after he freed the puppy? He threw it back in the water. He threw it over the fence. What fence? It's just a random fence. He threw it in his. It was into a day a daycare. It was fine. He said, "I don't want the bastards." He threw it over the fence. This man is a hero, despite the size of the alligator. Have you ever wrestled a puppy out of the jaws of an alligator? I have not. No. So I should shut my damn mouth. Is that what you're saying? That's right. I have wrestled. I have wrestled um, some Legos out of the jaws of a puppy. Is that? No. 
That's not the same thing. Not the same thing. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Moving on. Long, and a seventy-five-year-old man. <laughs> thirteen foot long. That was not a thirteen. It was foot not a thirteen foot but long. Yes, it was. But for those of you, don't look it for up. Those of you that are out here driving, that are out there driving and cannot and should not use don't your phone do it. to look it up. It was at least a seventy-two ton. Don't alligator. even do it when you get home. It bit the tire off of a Volkswagen afterwards. It was so mad. Okay, let's move on Take because uh, we've got some topics here uh, that I know nothing about. So let's. Uh, why would that be different than any other time? So let's let's talk about who. What do you guys want to do? What do you guys well, want to? Uh, chat I think about? you should you tell them Dark how they the can Wicked? find out about our topics beforehand. Oh, I oh actually, you know what? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good idea. Oh, so there's been some interesting like stuff going on in our. Oh, no, that it takes more than one. <laughs> For, for me to make that noise. <laughs> it takes you, pulling them out like you're starting a chainsaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, there's been some interesting conversations in the uh, the Gimme 5 podcast uh, patron-only chat room on Discord. A little nasty. There, there was a... <laughs> well, no, there was, a, there was a bet that's been going on, and we've still been trying to figure out what that what the winner and loser gets from yeah, this. First bet. of all, I don't, I would never take an open-ended bet. Like I, I want to know, yeah, you I want to know the terms before. before the bet is made. You have to figure that out first. You're right. And don't ever make a bet with somebody who can't make decisions. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, so one of, well, don't ever of make a bet listeners. <laughs> Two of our lovely listeners, contributors, etc., have gotten in a bet. They got gotten a bet over the Packers uh, yeah, Colts Packers game, Colts. and we they're and they have been discussing what the uh, win the winner can make the loser do. So that that has been in there, and you guys could also be part of that because they sort of ended up becoming friends as a result of the podcast. And you know, we are we are a fun, happy little. But bunch I don't. I don't think they'll have the bet figured out by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. No, there's no possible way. And I've been throwing both horrible things for them to do and easy things for them to do. And so did I. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hey, come on the podcast it, and sing Ave Maria. Ooh, that'd be good. But oh, no. I, yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I think what they should do is go the next when everything opens up. I think they should do a fake proposal at like a restaurant or something. I think that'd be good, like one of those like fake, uh, you know, will you marry me situations at like a really at like a crappy restaurant. But I don't know; they'll figure it out, I'm sure. But anyway, patrons, that's uh, it's just a group of happy, fun people. They get to find out what movies we watch beforehand. They get to do top five lists. They get to uh, no, they get to suggest things. They get to do a bunch of different stuff. It is only $5 a month, and most importantly, it helps out the show. Rob is giving me the middle finger right now. He's not meaning to, but he was. Uh, so, check it out. Patreon.com slash Give5Podcast. Thank you in advance to all of our patrons and our patron of unusual size, Alec, who uh, gave me back Rob's microphone so I can record this from the road. You're driving right now? So let's... Uh, yes. And I'm just standing on the side of... Don't my drive in podcast. <laughs> Shame uh, on you. So what are, you, what are we doing here? Dark and the Wicked. 
or that thing that Rob watched that I don't know anything about. Did you watch Dark and the Wicked? I didn't watch anything this week. So why is it only mine that you don't know anything about? I, I don't know anything about either. I just didn't even I didn't even know the title of yours. Well, that's why. you see, Rob, I talked about the Dark and the Wicked extensively in our patron only chat. You did, yes. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's why I feel like probably I why watched it. That's also why I didn't watch it. Because I was going to stab somebody if I got another movie like Devil All the Time. Well, Shit. and that's a, oh, a very that good uh, That's a very good point. Um, it is very much in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Make me want to open a vein. <laughs> it's very much a movie that uh, nothing great really happens to anyone. This movie... Has the horror element. So, of course, I'm talking about The Dark and the Wicked, which mm-hmm. was released on November 6th of this year. It's directed by Brian Bertino, who also directed the movie The Strangers. In itself, it's a very good movie. The movie stars Marin Ireland, Michael Abbott Jr., Julie Oliver Touchstone, Lynn Andrews, Tom Nowicki, and Michael Zast. All people that you've heard of. I feel like Tom Nowicki was a character in another movie somewhere. Sounds about right. On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn, and soon a darkness grows, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family. So, of course, this is a family-friendly film. It is uh, PG. Actually, these are all not correct facts. You should watch this on Thanksgiving Day. With your your five-year-old children. Yes. No, not at all, man. This movie, yeah, it's established very early that um, this is not going to have a... uh, happy ending Transformer Shia LaBeouf's character uh, basically a woman is taking care of her dying husband on the family farm her children show up to they think they're helping but they're not my initial thoughts were, <laughs> ah, demon. Because you get a glimpse of what's to come. It's like a just a general farm. I guess they are goats and chickens and cows and, you know, petting oh zoo type stuff. Um, but there's a, a, a really cool establishing shot early where amongst all the goats. This Chickens and cows. Oh my! Nosferatu type character pops up, and he's just on the screen for a second. I love the what he's what Jimmy's doing there. He's got his little hands. little hand hand. to his face, and he's like, he does have his little hands. They're actually not that little. Yeah, he was like, I'm a Nosferatu. Oh. But are you making yeah. a leprechaun? Leprechaun? No. leprechaun? no, I think that was Yoda, but I don't know how was Yoda it? would relate to. 
There was to a, a to a demon goat leprechaun joke. I'm the leprechaun. Yeah, ah. see? No. Well, now that yeah, yeah, that was a, that was which is a Wayne's World reference, which we'll talk about later. Always. <sighs> yeah. But this movie, uh, man, uh, I'll oof, I'll I'll never think um, the same way again when I'm chopping carrots, which I actually do frequently because my dog loves carrots. So we always have them. We always chop them up into little bits and and give them to him. But ugh, man. There's a, a really tough scene centered around carrots. And you'll just have to check it out for yourself if you're interested. This movie has a very hereditary vibe to it. Including naked old ladies. Well, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> of course. I knew that would get you thinking about it. But, you had uh, me at old ladies. <laughs> there's a lot of self um, harm in this movie it has uh, a lot of uh, poltergeist too touch to it as well so if that uh, interests you at all then you can check it out right now it's available for rent uh, coming at the beginning of the year of 2021, you'll be able to watch it on Shutter. But for now, you'll have to pay for it. And in my opinion, it's worth it. I'm intrigued about this carrot thing because mm. I looked it up and they said it's the first most horrifying, the first horrifying scene in the movie. Yeah, I don't agree with that. No, there was a. Not, not not the most. It was the first scene that was horrifying in the movie. Mm-hmm. They said there was a scene before that. I don't know where you're looking, but no. the this uh, that was that was the New York Post. Yeah. That said There's that. a scene with the the Nosferatu type character yeah. that pops up amongst the goats that you're just like, whoa, fuck! This is the right I'm on. You know, this is it. This is the kind of movie it's going to be. Now, I I really kind of wish you saw more of that. I uh, but it's it's very. Uh, very much um what's the word i'm going for uh ominous i guess like oh god this is something bad really bad's gonna happen to all of these people so okay so yeah it's i I wouldn't call it, it not quite cosmic not quite body horror but just like emotional horror and the fucking score of this film is just nuts it's got a very robert eggers kind of feel to it um he directed the witch the lighthouse um it's yeah. it's got that like you know i mean it's kind of in the title yeah. if, the, if the movie is called the dark and the wicked and it was like you know the trolls movie everything was bright and sparkly and glittery Be like huh that was nearly nigh that was not dark or wicked yeah and and like um devil all the time actually there's uh some some hanging stuff going on as well Mm-mm. so rob i'm sure you're gonna rush out and rent this thing right after we record oh yeah i'm gonna go snatch that up yeah and watch it 
this is a film that I'm going to buy on Blu-ray as soon as it comes out. And wow. recommend it to no one but myself. But I know me, and I know the kind of horror that I like, and this is right up there. But it might not be up here. Giggity. <laughs> it's up your alley, but it might not be up yours. No, you... Uh, man. Yeah, it's it's rough. It sticks with you. But, uh, yeah. Your call. Watch the trailer if you want to watch it or not. Don't blame me. I'm totally blaming you. Nope. Sticks with you like a green bean casserole. Hey. Ugh. What? You know we Dude, I'm I, you know I got the ingredients downstairs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go make one as soon as we're done hoarding. <laughs> He's gonna hoard it and wait <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Okay. So that was the that was the dark and the wicked we are now going to talk about dragon's dogma okay which is <laughs> not a kevin smith movie it is it is not a kevin smith movie it is however an animated series that was released on netflix on september 17th of this year there's no director listed, at least in IMDb, and I really didn't care to do any more research to find it out because I, I think I might know why there's no director listed. Um, but it was written by Kurosumi Sunayama, and it does star Greg Chun, Erica Mendez, and David Lodge. And from what I understand, it's based on the video game series Dragon's Dogma. Man, um, you can always tell how Rob feels about something. When his voice starts to get real low like this. Mm-hmm. It's also that before he starts talking, the t- how long the breath that he takes beforehand. <sighs> All right. Yeah. So the synopsis is... <laughs> this is the synopsis, by the way. Ethan sets out to vanquish the dragon that took his heart, but with every demon he battles, he loses more of his humanity. This is the story of my son. Mm-hmm. You took it. Well, I mean, the kid's name and is Ethan. Is it a kid or an adult? It's it's an adult. A lot of people have okay. Ethan, Greg. And I'm watching it, and I'm yeah. like, what the shit is this? <sighs> okay, so this is essentially just a depressing slog to an inevitable end. It You know, it's basically where the main character kills himself and loses his humanity along the way. Hey, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, depressing slog to an inevitable end. That is what they're going to put on the packaging of the DVD when it comes out. Is that tagline for the Dark and the Wicked? It, it may yeah. be. It may be. There's the title of our episode. <laughs> depressing slog to an inevitable end. Depressing slog to an inevitable end. Oh, we got three. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, I, I saw some of the trailers for it, and I got to admit, I was, I, was, I was a little bit excited when I saw the trailers for it because it looked somewhat decent i did have some reservations when i saw the dragon because the dragon looked like it was straight out of the old cartoon series reboot and all of the other animation didn't really fit but the dragon was just like it it, it was almost like it was a completely different animation style and it was kind of jarring but so it had some decent looking stills but it was absolutely horrendous animation the animation is like so stiff and slow at times 
And there are times where it seems like part of it is CGI and then part of it is traditional animation and they can't make up their friggin' mind as to what they want to do. But like, if you've ever seen a video game where a character is walking and then when he turns to talk to somebody else, his whole upper body turns as he's walking. And it's as instead of just like turning that, you know what I'm talking about? Evil too. Oh yeah. And, and then when, when the characters were like talking there, I swear to God, it was like, it was dubbed. But not dubbed in a way that it it almost felt like you were reading the subtitles and they weren't really making any effort to make the mouth look like what they were saying. Have you ever seen that? Like in the old school games where they're like animating something and their mouth just opens and closes while the line is being said or or the subtitles are on the bottom. I was like, what is this? It, it was it was like almost like worse than being dubbed because I can I can accept it being dubbed if they're speaking another language and they may have been speaking another language and this may have been dubbed, but it just looked like they were just opening and closing their mouths. That was it. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? And and it was it was that belated animation style where like a character says something and He's like, he'll say, oh, that's okay with me. And then, he'll, he'll, and, and then he'll give the thumbs up as opposed to giving the thumbs up while he's saying the line. You know what I mean? That's okay with me. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. It's just, and, and I, I feel like I was misled a little bit and, because it, it's listed as a Netflix original anime. And I kind of feel like if you're going to use the moniker anime, you really need to have a better production quality than what I was forced to endure. I don't know, man. <laughs> I've seen a lot of shitty anime. It, well, and that's entirely possible. I just don't. Shitty. I just don't watch shitty anime, I guess. But I, I definitely expected a better production quality, and this this just was not it. the The dialogue is terrible at times; it's passable at others. the The main character, every it's it's a it's a season. It's one season, and there's like I don't know eight episodes, six episodes, something like that. And the main character just goes from fight to fight to fight, helping people along the way while he's trying while he decides to just go on this quest to kill the dragon that killed his family. I'm going to kill that dragon. He stole my heart. I'm not dead. He's got my heart. I'm going to go kill the dragon. I don't know what's going to happen, but hey, we're going to have some fun. And they go <laughs> they go on this quest. He's gung-ho straight on to kill this dragon. And at every turn, he's like, oh, let's go over here and help this person. Oh, let's go over here and help this person. Oh, let's go over here and help this person. Until like the last episode, like the second to last or the last episode, he's like, no, fuck them. I'm not going to go help them. And I'm like, yo, wait. What just happened? It, it was it was like such a sudden switch, and it wasn't until like I read a, a description of the movie that I was like, "Oh, they were trying to say that he was losing his humanity with that." I'm like, "You really kind of need to lead a little bit more into that. You can't just be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to help anybody anymore.'" <laughs> I was like, well, "He's kind of a dick. What happened? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened." And it, you watched all of this today, I did, right? I did. Well, I started to watch it before and I lost interest and kind of wasn't paying attention. So I put it on today when I got home. 
and I watched the whole thing and I really wish I hadn't because it was kind of a waste of time. So what you're saying is you did this for our listeners. I did. I did. And like I said, I mean, I realized what they were trying to do with the character. It was just really poorly executed. And, and like I said, maybe that's why there were no director's names on the project. Nobody really wanted to take credit for it. And, I, and I'd say all in all that you could probably skip it. I mean, if you're a fan of the, of the game, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the game, but I do know that I'm far less likely to try the game based on this pile of steaming dragon's <laughs> dog poop. Dragon's dog See what poop. I did there? Wow. We are we have the all the hot takes today. Oh my god, and speaking <laughs> of the dragon, his dialogue was so irritating. It was like they tried to make him sound all fancy and make him sound dragon-like by just replacing every you with thou, the, thine. They they didn't change the way he spoke except for making him say thou, thee, and thine. And I'm like, that seems like an odd choice. There were definitely other things you could have done to, you know, spice up his dialogue, but I'm like, no, that's, and occasionally they threw in a dust. Dost thou hate me? Yes. You should hate me because (laughs) I I killed your family. I killed thine. No, he didn't say thine family, but there was occasionally times where he would like switch to you. And I'm like, that seems out of place now because I'm used to you talking like a moron. (laughs) So it's a big no from me. I would say skip it. It wasn't good. The animation wasn't worth. I mean, it would have been one thing if the animation was worth it, but the animation wasn't even good. Mm. I would say skip it. Yeah. That is my take. Well, I've never even heard of the game. It's a depressing slog to an inevitable end. Yeah, the game looks that way too. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Excellent. So that is a game I will not be yeah, playing. Hack and slash. It looks. Meh. I still like there to be something. To, I mean, I do like hack and slash, but I need a story. I need something yeah. to like. I I I can't just be like going out and hacking and slashing endlessly for no yeah, reason. No, I'm actually looking at the uh, the trailer. As we're talking about this in the uh, for the for the game for or the, the game series? and the dragon gotcha. in the game looks better than the dragon in the series. This game actually doesn't look too bad, <laughs> although you might have to rely on NPCs more than uh, more than I like. Uh, having not watched the anime nor played the game, I would have to say play the game instead. Yeah. yeah, don't watch the series. Mm. It's not good. Bummer. Uh, well, let's let's jump from something that uh, Rob hated to something that was uh, is really deep yeah. and introspective. I think we do have a little bit Your of time ball? here to talk about World War II oh. in color and apparently the greatest hits of World War II in color, which I think Jimmy and I both watched two different things, but they are both on Netflix. Uh, the greatest hits one, or the—I don't know if it's called greatest hits because that would—that seems like that'd be a little offensive. That's a bit offensive. Uh, 
Uh, it was uh, actually in the top 10 on Netflix this past week. But I, I did watch the older one. And, you know, the one one of the things I've thought about with YouTube and Netflix and all of this stuff is just how accessible documentaries and history actually are. Because there's, you know, you can hear about, like, the firebombing of, uh, of like, Dresden or the bombings of, of uh, uh, <laughs> London yeah. or Berlin and be like, oh, okay. But it really paints uh, it, it what it actually is when you see these buildings just topple down on the streets and them pulling bodies out from under it. And it's not, you know, obviously very, actually none of these people would have been alive today anyway, but maybe a few. But it's just, it's crazy to actually see that stuff. And they, they, Jimmy, you watched it, just, you said you watched it to kind of fall asleep, but I, I got fascinated by it. And it, like, it really showed me all of, like, just the things that led to World War II, mm-hmm. led to Hitler's right. rise and all that, because, like, German, there was a four-year period where Germany was doing very well yeah. after World War One, But the Depression happened in America, and that pretty much cratered everywhere. And you kind of don't think about that, even because back then, it wasn't like there was computers and, you know, all that stuff. You don't really think about something happening back then in one country, really, if that was that far away, affecting the rest of them. And it, that type of stuff really actually helped Hitler's rise. Um. So I just I thought it was was fascinating and seeing this and just seeing what the soldiers had to endure, like, and the fact that it was you know the the multiple fronts too you know you you'd watch a whole episode on on Germany you're like man this is the worst thing ever and then they'd show like the island hopping in Japan and you're like oh shit yeah no that's actually worse <laughs> and then you'd go back to Germany and like nope yeah. yep okay the Russian front definitely not good wouldn't want to be there. And then they go back to like the Philippines and you're like, yep, also yeah. would not want to be mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, um, you, you told me you watched this first. Uh, what got you just were looking for something? I did. Different I was to watch looking or... for something to, uh, to tune out and fall asleep to. Um, I, I, I chose this, the, and this is, uh, the greatest events of World War II in color. Because I thought I knew everything okay. about World War II. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd heard all the stories. I knew everything. I thought I'd played all the games. But very much um, incorrect. The series mm-hmm. that I watched, Greatest Events of World War II in Color, presents uh, a, a different perspective on it, a different take. Um there's a lot of footage from the ground from where some of these events happened. Some of these, you know, awful events of the war. But it's told in a very fascinating way. It's, it's pieced together in a way that's actually very gripping. So I thought I was putting putting on another documentary that I'd fall asleep to when actually, you know, I, I did one of those things where I'm kind of laying down I'm sitting up, I'm sitting on the edge of the chair, and then I'm standing up watching it. Um, absolutely fascinating, and, you know, footage that I've uh, I've never seen before. This one, 
you know, the, this is uh, this is more focused on the battles, um, not so much, you know, pulling bodies from uh, piles. It's actually weird. It's the one that I, the one that I actually watched. Um, it was weird because it was a while before you saw like anyone go down from gunfire. Um, a lot of it was people running up and dropping behind things to protect themselves. But like, so, and I, I might be mistaken, but it seemed like it was a few episodes in before you actually someone get, saw someone get shot and you're like, oh, wow, that was a real life that was snuffed out. Um, but yeah, there's, and like you said, it's, it's a lot of on the ground footage. And there was a, there's a few times where you're just like, they had a cameraman here for all this because it wasn't like it was a freaking mm-hmm. cell phone. <laughs> like it had to be a giant. Yeah, there was ass one camera. motherfucker who was down there, and that was your job. You're the you're the camera guy. <laughs> you mm-hmm. you gotta keep it rolling, even though there's bombs and fucking battleships and planes exploding all around you. Nope, you gotta film. Nope, yep. you're not gonna, you're not gonna shoot anything with a gun. You're gonna shoot shit with your camera. Hmm. Yeah. I did think there was a, a few moments of levity. Uh, I mentioned this in our chat. The uh, They're talking about, you know, when some of the islands closer to Australia and the Australian army is like marching in and they're wearing like shorts. And every time they, they show them go by the camera and every time they go by the camera, they give like a thumbs up or they wave. And I'm like, you guys are just getting here <laughs> before the rainy season mm-hmm. on the, the islands. And like it's just the and it's that slightly faster footage where they like you know, yeah oh, they wave really fast and they that, keep on and going that, and I'm like y'all are heading into the most malaria infested overgrown jungles in, on the planet yeah. wearing shorts and waving and you're not coming out for a very long time <laughs> it was, uh, I was like oh my god and of course uh, yeah. like learning about some of these things you heard you know you've heard about too like like I knew just enough about the Battle of the Bulge, but then actually seeing the troop movements and that it was actually a bulge. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought it was just an area where mm-hmm. that area was called. Um, you know, seeing D-Day in some other way other than grainy black and white footage as, or, you know, uh, of course, we've all seen D-Day from Saving Private Ryan. Um, but it's just, and then of course, the, the big part, you know, you're get, in the one I watched, you're getting up to like episode seven or eight. You're like, wow, they haven't mentioned the Holocaust at all. And you're like, oh, shit, no one knew about it, really. I mean, Churchill kind of knew, mm-hmm. but didn't really say anything for whatever inexplicable reason. I'm sure there was some reason. But uh, but Russia figured it out, and then they, like, show this, like, burn pit out of nowhere. They're like, Russia didn't quite know what to make of this mass grave they found. And then they, like, which, you know, now we're getting super dark <laughs> based on everything else we've talked about, but, like, then they show that, like, you know, Germany tried to eradicate all the Jews in Germany. Then they tried to do it in Poland, but they had also taken over a large amount of Russia. And the Russian people were like, okay, yeah, you can kill our Jews too. Because they, like, like they didn't fight back. They were like, oh, yeah, here, take them. Oh, yeah, you can Go kill ahead. our Jews too. Yeah, I was like, dear God. So, I mean, it's it's fascinating, and it's something that I think that, I mean, it's as depressing as it is. I do. It's one of those things that having an understanding of, of really any of those historical things, Vietnam, 
uh, we've we've talked about that on here too. World War Two, you know, any of the World War One even is really important for people to know. And it's like one of those things that when my child is old enough to understand history, I want to be like, look, <laughs> this is why there you you know this is why we've got the statues. This is you know why they've got the uh, the Iwo Jima mm-hmm. thing and all that. Rob, you, you had a didn't your grandfather fight in World War Two? Yes. So he was, and he was in the Japan front, right? Uh, where was he? I want to say yes, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. Gotcha. And that but, makes me sound um, like a terrible grandson. No. Well, there's other things that you do that make you seem way worse. Oh, so well, don't worry about yeah. that. So, so to make it very but, clear, uh, Greg, you watched World War II in color, and I watched yes. From 2009, and it's on Netflix. It's totally that is going. That is a more uh, linear mm-hmm. explanation yeah. of World War II. The only time, the only time it, it breaks out of its linear uh, storytelling is when they do find out what's going on with the Holocaust. Then they go back to talk about how they set up the ghettos mm. early on, and then slowly turn the ghettos into concentration camps, basically. And to be uh, very clear. I watched Greatest Events of World War II in Color, which was uh, 2019. So, Yes, which I will watch when I'm not worried that it's going to set me into a World War II fuel yeah, no, uh, this, depression. Yeah, uh, this focuses more on... Uh, a long, depressing slog to an inevitable <laughs> end. This, yes. <laughs> uh, the, the episodes are Blitzkrieg, Battle of Britain, Battle of Midway, Pearl Harbor... Um, so those D-Day, of course, Dresden, Firestorm, Battle of the Bulge, etc. Um, these are, um, 50 minutes each. So, uh, I'll have to check out the one that you watched and, uh, perhaps the, um, series that I watched, uh, you will find a, a lot less, um, they don't show as much, you know, visceral, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Nice. Word. Well, I think that gets us from side A. We're about to start preparing for side B, which will be available on Monday, of course. Monday, Monday, Monday. And, uh, yes. So, uh, who is, uh, who's taking us out? I think that is you, Rob. That is, in fact, me. So, guys, if you'd like to reach out and talk to us, tell us what you thought of the episode. Tell us anything that you'd like us to talk about, if there's a movie you want us to see, or if there's a five list that you want to talk that you want to send us. You can email us directly at giveme5podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can go right to the horse's mouth, so to speak, and go to give me five podcast.com. You'll also find a link there to our store, giveme5podcast.threadlist.com, where you can get all of your sweet Give Me 5 merchandise. We do have a couple of really nice designs up there. Was I thought there was a new design up there, Greg. I thought you said there was a new one. I think I was mistaken. There's not a new design up there. It was a joke. I had put up a picture of um, that leisure suit with the giant penis-shaped collars on the chat room. Oh. And I was like, new design? But I guess you missed the image. Oh, yeah, that image didn't load on my phone for some reason. 
Ah, uh, yeah. My phone knew better. It was a well. Soon, yeah. hopefully, we will have penis collars, uh, leisure leisure shoots. Laser suits. Penis collar laser suits. Yep. Penis collar laser. That could be the name of the episode too. A lot of good titles. <laughs> yeah. Episode. But uh, yeah, we'll come up with something. I'm just busy, and I've got a. Yeah, I've got stuff so to do. So come back and check us out for our Side B episode, guys. Thanks for joining us. Vicious lips, morning, yo! Good afternoon. Good night.